Okay, your Divrei Yamim sets. Let's go back to Parag Lamed Pasuk Aleph. We're trying to get the background to Chizkiyos Piskei Alocha and his Nisayan and his passing of the Nisayan. So the first thing he does as king, quite immediate and surprising to his Bnei Yehuda Bnei Benyamin and the Yisaris HaShvatim, as we'll find out. He sends Shlichim actively, not just a letter, and he sends letters, Dafka to Ephraim Amenashe, as we explained, that was to take care of the political issue to encourage them because they had a natural fear that this is a ploy to bring them to Shalayim and incorporate them into his kingdom, which they might or might not have been interested in doing at this point because everything is falling apart, but he wanted to make it clear this is a religious activity. This has to do with their frumkite, their mitzvahs, carbon uh, Pesach, and Asiyah's Pesach together for all of Klai Yisrael. And he says that over Baal Peh through the Shlichem, most of which was met with not too much success, but there were Yechidim that came, and he gets the full credit for bringing them and for trying very hard. And he sends the letters to Ephraim HaMenashe. Pasukal of the Yishlach, page 4. Yishlach, Yechizkiyo, al kol Yisrael, Yehuda, v'gam Igris, Kosov, al Ephraim HaMenashe, lovele beis Hashem, Yishalayim, l'asas, Pesach, l'ashem, elokei Yisrael. Keep in mind, this was not an easy sell even to Bnei Yehuda and Bnei Benyamin. Because they had just finished with the reign of Ochoz. Ochoz had done and said the exact opposite and forced the issue. He had closed down the base of Mitzvah, closed down the base measures and the shuls, and he had dissuaded them from doing any avodah in any form. So his son, who just became king, starts sending out messages, and they're very confused. So confused that the pastor is going to say in a moment, the kainim didn't really rush to the mikveh or to the ashes of the paraduma repository to get cleaned up. Why not? This is a golden opportunity. The answer is they weren't sure whether they should believe it. They weren't sure what he was up to. They, they, they couldn't believe it. Uh, change is nice, but not... Uh, he was Alcha's son. He didn't know too much about him. And this is very immediate. This is the first, first Pesach of his, of his reign. And uh, they didn't know what quite to make of it. And this is even Yehuda Benyamin, let alone sending out the Shlichan to the SS Shvatim. Uh, we had the, we had it before. If you look back, I don't have it in this copy over here. He was uh, quite young. Look at look back at the. Uh, it says the fairish. What does it say? We had it. Uh, yeah, was twenty five, right? Yeah. So that's uh, yeah. So that's quite uh, in Divam. That's quite young, and it was immediate. It wasn't even a partial year into his kingdom. Pasuk Beis. Ve'yavat ha'mela v'sara v'chalakal b'yishalayim l'asas ha'pesa b'chedesh ha'sheni. And here's debate number one. This is, as I mentioned, we're going to have six things that he passed on. He passed on hundreds of things. The six things that were very debatable in terms of the discussion with the cabinet and more importantly the Chum of the time and there will be three that the Chum ended up agreeing with and three 
that they didn't agree with. And we will see the Mishnah. It's going to require some explanation. We'll just mention now. Chizkiel was a tzaddik He might have been young and new at the job, but he was very from, and he was also quite a chacham. Why would you have a Mishnah in Pesachim? Why would you have a circumstance that there were six decisions made, all cutting edge, based on the needs of the hour? And three of them, they agreed, three of them, again, they didn't. So the three that they didn't, why did he do it? That's a question that needs to be addressed. I believe, without being there, I believe the answer will be, the Metzius will be something to the effect that he had his inner circle of cabinet members and Chachamim, maybe all the cabinet members were Chachamim, and he had asked, and the people that he had surveyed said, hmm, Your Highness, that's very interesting. Have to do something, and this is a, a new movement. We're trying to cause a mass tshuva and the ingathering of all of Klai Yisrael, and we think it's a good idea. And he, not wanting to lose any time, went ahead and did it. And then, this happens sometimes, right? then the Chiddush came out, and there was more discussion and more discussion, and other Chachamim, other members of the Sanhedrin got involved. And it happens to be of the six, three of them ended up with a positive vote to the Chiddush that he put forth and acted upon. And the other three, it turns out, Roy the Chachamim, that the day of the issue didn't agree that it should have been done. Is this after the fact that yes, that's, that's, that's what I'm suggesting, is that he didn't do anything. I, I know he didn't do anything wrong because the Pusik doesn't criticize him. And Chazal have nothing but praise for him. And we know that the Pusik and the various Gemaras come down very hard on any tzaddikim for things they didn't even do on paper but it's Kilu, they did it on their Madrega. We have the opposite issue. We have to always tone down. We have the opposite issue of figuring out what did they really do. The Pusik makes it sound like it was Avodah Zara and Shlomo's case and Gilead Rice and David and case. And it wasn't really so, but on their Madrega, it was Kilu. So if there's any criticism, we would hear about it. The Velt criticism is the Mishnah we're going to see, probably not this week, is that. There were six things he did. Al gimel haideloi, al gimel lahideloi, and therefore, so why did he ask? The answer is, I believe, of course, he asked. But due to the pressure, the time pressure, he asked some of them, and the sampling he got was big chiddush, but okay. And at that point, he went forward, and then afterwards, when it was discussed, they said, you know, these three were too big a chiddush which could happen. And subject to peer review, we don't have a problem with that. There, there are shaylas, sometimes controversial ones, that come out, I've spoken about a fair amount of them in the Shabbos afternoon shia when the cameras aren't on, where sometimes it came out, yes, that's the chiddush and it's correct, even if some people didn't agree or didn't like it, and sometimes it's a chiddish and it meant well, but uh, most chachamim disagreed afterwards, which is fine. That means the next time it comes up, uh, they're going to vote in the other direction. That's okay. He didn't necessarily have, or he didn't think, more probably, he didn't think that it was such a shy that he needed the full form of the Sanhedrin to paskanon because the sampling he got was that it was okay. So he went forward due to the time pressure. Yes? 
doesn't the king have the right to overrule the sentence? If he had said it, the Sanhedrin said no, and he said yes, doesn't the Melech have the right to Never. We have a wonderful check and balance system. If it's a Harar Shah, like a Muhammad, even that, if it's a Muhammad Shush, he has to ask the Sanhedrin, it has to get ratified by that. Muhammad's mitzvah, we have a concept of Melech, Perez, Geder, he can make a highway through your living room, the rule of eminent domain. That he does need the Sanhedrin for sometimes, depending on what type of battle, Machamis Mitzvah versus Machamis Rishus. Anything is a Shaila Pialacha, they have the first say and the final say. And he was a Tzadik Yisrael Elam, so I'm sure he asked. And the first eight answers he got were that it's fine, or seven out of eight, so he thought that's the way it was going. What? Marbamachas is when you're a troublemaker, when 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 you're you're an officer in the army, and when the Melech calls you in to talk to you, every other word was Adeniyev, Adeniyev. When you talk to the king, it's not Adeni. I'm referring to Meisav Bashava. Adeniyev is nice when you're in the army. It's yes, sir. When you talk to the king, is only one Adun besides the Adenakol, and that's the king you're talking to. So his whole attitude is one of the chutzpah. And then he told him to go home, and he didn't go home. That's Marbam Malchus. That wasn't a shayla of the But if you don't use that, if you, if, if, if he tells you we're canceling um, Tulin this morning. Okay, so that's the shayla we're going to discuss. The, the first of the six is right here. That's why I'm introducing this. Is that we start off, you have to know where you start off assuming the person in question is on the right side of the halacha. You know, when we have Majashim about Asa, we assume, first you have to come to the conclusion, he's a Rasha, and therefore everything he does has to be in light of that. And Ayyad Malachabashim, the same thing. So you first have to take a position on what's going on, who we're dealing with. So the position is, Cheskiel, Malach goes down, history as a Tzadik Yisraelim, who saved Klai Yisrael all the time, which he is uh, going to do in this parak and the Prokham in Malachim. And he was in a big rush, rightfully so, and he had to make very weighty decisions. And we're just at the beginning of it. These six are the halachic decisions to where he got. The biggest decision is going to be whether to surrender Yushalayim, which is a quasi-halachic decision also. But there he asked the Navi, and the Navi told him, don't surrender, which we'll get to. And the Navi, Navi was right, and he was right, of course. Over here, he starts his program. He just became king. He starts his program right before Pesach. So he's got to clean up the Beis HaMikdash. He's got to go through the process to get enough kind of and Everybody's got to be tahar. That takes time. So yes, you're referring to what we're about to read. He's going to make a Pesach Sheni. A Pesach Sheni, the good news, is not like what Yerav Menevat did, Lahav Delof Dal's making a Sukkah Sheni, which was totally illegal, totally out of line, did that only for his own covet, and didn't exist. Pesach Sheni exists. Now the question, the details, I don't want to say the devil's in the details, because the, it wasn't everybody here's L'Shem Shemayim, but the details were when can you make Pesach Sheni, and when not. And Pesach Sheni is not the problem over here. But the first problem is he made an Ubayur, which is also very halachic in nature, except when it's too late and you're holding by the end of Adar and it's already a possibility of being Nisan, a very technical point, which the Gemara Pesachim, it's all sugya, goes through and he missed it by a day, sort of, and he did it anyway because he thought it was still Adar. That's a very fine point, Lalacha, which is now well known because he made the mistake and he was Chizkiah Melech and everybody learns about it in the Nadishir. Would you be Merba Malchus if you didn't listen? Well, the calendar is complicated, and he asked the Chachamim, and the initial reading he got was, okay, never been done before, but we don't find the technical problem, go ahead. And then it was reviewed later, more disagreed. Okay, but we're not going to come down on Chizkiah Melech 
hard for that, and which we don't. Chazal don't he made a mis- it was a mistake. It was a logistical error, which ended up being a halachic error. But he wasn't trying to change the din. That's what I'm putting in over here. He wasn't trying to change the din. I'm sure he asked somebody, or he thought it was a pasha, he didn't think it was a shayla. One of the two. Yeah? So if uh, the common then that was the correct way, you're saying that they should have come, the kahanim would have done the, what would happen? No, what happened, the kind of the kahanim, no, that the Pasuk attacks them for. They were, it's going to call them lazy. They, they didn't, let me read the next Pasuk, you see what I'm talking about. They didn't react quickly enough. I'm explaining, which the Rashi and the doc will explain, is they didn't react quickly enough because they didn't think he was for real, because they didn't know it hit them, because the entire rain before was in the opposite direction, didn't allow them to go near the base of Middush. He closed the base of Middush, and he threw them out. So these are good people, these kind of Milavim, and they say, okay, now's the announcement that we are having an Avedah, and he even wants to make a Pesach, and we've got to come back in. They didn't know it was a trap, they didn't know what was going on. So they were slow to react, which was, in hindsight, a mistake, and because of that, they had a problem. As Rashi explained, they have two issues. They were generally running late, and they didn't have enough staff. Two issues. Yes? Can't you do, uh, can't you do the Pesach Tumah? Yes. That's part of the issue, but he was. Um, let's read a few more psukim and you'll see uh, see what they were up against. So again, pasuk base. It says He took counsel. He was talking to people. He was trying to do the right thing. And uh, they decided they're going to do it which again doesn't sound so strange yet. It doesn't um, sound strange, you know, it exists Pesach Shani, there are going to be some uh, errors in the detail. Pesach Gimel, Kilo Yachlu La'asaisa, why they push out the Pesach Shani? Kilo Yachlu La'asaisa Be'isahi, Ki Akainim Lo'i Hiskachu Lemadai, which means they didn't have enough Kedusha, which means they didn't have enough Tyra, they didn't have time to do it. Va'am, problem number one, problem number two, Va'am Lo Ne'esfu Yushalayim. And the people weren't there yet, don't forget. He wants to organize this in a way where there's going to be a Pesach like they haven't had in many, many decades. He wants all of Yehudah Midyama to come, and he wants as many people from the Yisrael Shratim to come, and all this takes time. Who is the head of the Yisrael Shratim at this time? Oshea. And to his credit, he's going to allow them to come, which he did. He took away the guards, they have free passage. And the good news is, some will come. The bad news is, so few came that it was a kitrick and there's a shvatim, and now they're going to go into Golis because of this. That's not an indictment of Chizkiel's trying to do the right thing. And O'Shea, um, we discussed, you know, was sort of wanted to be Michael on the system they had from Yerubim and Avot with the guards because the Avodazar was gone from Basel and Don anyway, and the whole thing is falling apart, and they had started to. Uh, be pushed around uh, from Asher, and Asher already had exiled some of them. He saw it's falling apart. So you'll say, well, he had Yish, or he saw, um, he was still in Abu Dhabi, but he saw, you know, why, why fight this already a miles ago? And the fact that the way the Medjish portrayed it, he said, until now, the uh, color, which the Mar always uses the Russian, the, uh, the noose has been on my neck, and it's my fault, every Melech and Sassar Shvatim kept the guards. He said, I don't want this anymore. Take it. And he threw it on Klai Yisrael, which was a kitchen on Klai Yisrael now. That, that's why this is going to actually hasten the gullus of the Yisrael Shvatim, but it will 
strengthen the nucleus of Klai Yisrael in Yehudah Binyamin and all those who choose to come. So that's the bad news and the good news. But right now we're just reading about the good news. Pasuk Gimel and Rashi. What does it mean? They couldn't. They couldn't get it done the first regular month of Nisan. They didn't go through the Tyra process yet. Rashi says there are two problems over here. Rashi, There weren't enough kainim. Again, a staffing issue. Shechita can be done by a non-kayin. Me'kabalas hadam ve'iluch. You need kayinim. And if you remember the Mishnayis and Pesachim, where they used to have the assembly line, the thousands and thousands of, with the bowls passing it, the whole system, you need a lot of kayinim. And they had enough kayinim, they just weren't tahar. Li'azdayad li'asrael behem la'akir pischayim. Ve'ensach lo'ymash lo'hayuchon la'asasem benitzan sh'rei lo'kol lo'kadosh sabayis ad yudvah benitzan. Besides the staffing issue, they didn't finish cleaning up the base of Mikdash till Yud Vav. Nu, Yud Vav is what we call Tezayim. That's a little, everything missed by just that much. It was a little bit too late. V'chein Pisra, and this is how you read the Pasi, K'lo Yochlu, La'asaysa Beisa, Hi K'loymar, Afilu Im Lo Ikvu, Tairus Habayis, even had they finished up the Beis Hamikdash itself, which they didn't because it was a big job, we couldn't do it now anyway because we were short-staffed. There weren't enough kainim who were tar. So there are two different problems over here. It was, Chizkiah was going as quickly as he could. He just became king. And he was trying to get everybody involved and he was cleaning up the Beis Hamikdash. Sounds like Hanukkah. Came in, things were tummy. A mess. It was closed. The uh, old sad joke of the temple that had the sign closed for the high holidays. Nebuch. It's supposed to be open then and every other Shabbos and daily minyanim. Achaz had closed everything. So he had to go in, break the padlocks, and besides cleaning up uh, physically, he had to clean up in a metaphysical way. Everything was tummy. So he was rushing, rushing, rushing. It's now Tezai Minnesin, a little bit too late. And Rashi says, besides that, the Pasuk is mentioning that the Kainim weren't ready either. So, he pushed it off. Pasuk Dalid. Vayishar hadavar be'enei ha-melech be'enei kol ha-kol. There's a diak over here. Sounds like good. They, they, Melech thought about it. He says, we got to do what we have to do. And the kol thought, okay, we're all excited. Got to get it ready. Now, who's missing over here? So, kol usually represents the Hamanam. That's a remez that... All the Chachamim were not consulted, not on purpose, and they're not all going to agree. As a matter of fact, in this particular thing, most won't agree. And what the problem was, we're going to get to later. Also, again, the Mishnah and the Gemara, it was, uh, you're allowed to make an Uber for various reasons, and he didn't have enough reasons, and, and it was too late. And too much of a zebra, and you can make Pesach Shani, but you don't have to make an Uber to make the Pesach during Nisan. What he did over here was he ensured that it was Nisan, but it wasn't Nisan, it was a month later. It should have been Pesach Sheni, not Anubayur. So that's a, a detail which is important, which was a mistake, but it was a mistake due to the pressure of the circumstances. So they say that they should have done Pesach the time the There's a concept called Tumah yeah. And he didn't want to do that because he was looking to make this 
the Pesach of all Pesachs, and uh, he wanted to do it in the best possible way, and he was glut l'shem shemayim, which is why he's not really criticized besides his Mishnah, but he's not punished. Matter of fact, he will daven later for Klai when he realizes the mistake, he'll immediately do tshuva, and he'll daven that everything should be accepted anyway, even though he made a mistake, and Hashem will accept his tefillahs in a very, very big way, because he will have siyat Shmaya with this, this tailwind over here, will bring him to the siege, and the huge problem that's coming called Sancheir of Melech Asher. And you'll have Shemed the Shemaya because he does most of it right and all of it L'Shem Shemayim. That doesn't mean you can not dot your eyes and cross your T's, which is never a good expression for talking about Kedusha, but you, you have to do things right to the best of your ability. Chazal judged that he did to the best of his ability. Just There are going to be a couple of mistakes along the way that doesn't take away from the tremendous tikkun he's going to make. You never have to consult a navi when you have a shayla. You could, because the navi is also used to machachim, but uh, that, that certainly wasn't part of the problem. The, the issue is, should he have had an entire yeshiva's based him for the shayla? He didn't think the shayla was that complicated. It's other. Making an ubiyur. The problem is, it was the last day of other, and you can't do it then, okay? You don't ask the urban to him either. You don't, it's a, this Yalav Yevashayla, uh, you don't call the Navi. It's a little more complicated than Yalav Yevashayla, but, uh, but uh, Art Scroll didn't have any fine print uh, what to do here either. This was complicated. What? So that's also part of the complication. Normally, right. Right, so normally you need the Sanhedrin to do that. The question is, did he, in the rush of things, Paskin did with the Fuchham he asked, and then he expected it to be rubber stamped, and then it wasn't. That's the Shaila. Which is fine. If it's Pashit, it is a rubber stamp. It's, uh, we have Sugiz earlier in Sanhedrin talk about how you make an Uber and how you make Kiddush HaKadish, and they had meetings, and they, when it was obvious, they pronounced Makudish Makudish, and then it was fine. But something logistically went wrong over here, and he wasn't trying to push an agenda that wasn't halachic in nature, because he was chizkiyo amelach. Just uh, not everything went completely smooth. And we'll see, he has uh, three of the six chidushim over here will be accepted, even though all six are tremendous chidushim. So again, Pasik Dal, V'yishar Adar, V'bein Amelach, V'bein Kol Akol. Next page. So you're getting in a, you're beginning to understand we've referred to Divayam many times. This is we have to see the full length of this because there's so many details over here. You can't possibly understand what's going on in Malachim if you don't, don't see this. Now they start getting the news out and making the announcements and sending the shlichim. It's the entire length and breadth of Eretz Yisrael. Can hear about it. It's been a long time since they had a Pesach that served all of Kaiso. Of course, it's been a long time because you have Menavat seceded uh, from the Union a long time ago and he never let anybody come and neither did anybody else until Hosea. But even if they had there was all the Shvatim that were in Iraq or whatever. There weren't, no, nobody was in, I, mean, I don't know if he had any traveling businessmen from Zvulun in Iraq, but the most. No, they were, they were no, this is not the same. They didn't have a Pesach like this for all Chayisrael since Shlomo Melech. That means... But even if they would have, but like, Ruben and God were gone already. In stages, that's recent. 
the three stages of Gullus for, uh, for many, many, many uh, decades. Uh, they had everybody there, just nobody, not kidding, nobody. Most people didn't come because there were guards turning them back. This is uh, right after the first stage. He became uh, no king. Well, they didn't make anything close. It says, I mean, they didn't have many, many, many people because they only dealt basically with Yehuda and Benjamin, which is a small part. I mean, Yehuda's large shavit, but uh, they're missing us. That's the by and large. Pasuk Vav. So they take the letters and they go out. This is very powerful. It's not only you're hereby invited to a Korban Pesach to come Alila Regal. He's basically telling them, come back to Klai Yisrael and do tshuva. This is just the beginning. He hoped that they do tshuva. And again, it wasn't. He tried to make clear. I'm not trying to get you to move here because I want to make my kingdom bigger. It's because I want you to do tshuva and bring Klai Yisrael back together. And you're losing your kingdom and your people. And we're going to discuss this Pesach in a moment. It sounds like they all went into Gullus already. He's just talking to the remnants. That's not true, and that's not exactly what it means. But they were under the jurisdiction of Asher, and they saw the writing on the wall. So he basically says it as a fait accompli, that you're already in Gullus mode, so come, Yoshua, Platon, Nisheris, Lochem, those remnants who are left, but most of them are still there, physically. Mikaf, Malche, Asher. Otherwise, you just stay around there, you're going to just go into Gullus sooner or later, and it was sooner. So he's speaking to them, a very interesting message. He says, not just about Pesach, it's about Yeruchnius. Come and do tshuva. And it's not just about Yeruchnius, it's about Yagashmius. If you don't come back, you're going to be gone. That was a pretty powerful message. He's not finished. Don't be like your brothers and like your parents and grandparents who were moil b'shem. And they paid the price and some of them went to Gullus already and those that didn't, which is you, are going to be going shortly. Don't be stiff-necked. It's almost a shmuz. He meant to completely shame Shemaim. Wasn't looking to gain uh, taxpayers. Tanu yad l'ashem. Just put forth your hand and we'll take care of the rest. Tubo l'mikdasha shehiktish l'elam. That's a very powerful phrase. L'mikdasha shehiktish l'elam. What is he getting at? Remember, you're up in Nevat. And everybody after him. For a long time now. Had uh, put forth the poisonous piece of kfira when he built his temple in Bezel, that the Beis HaMikdash no longer has any Kedusha, and Yehuda lost their status, and we're building our own operation over here, and there's no reason to go to Yishalayim. And like any good communist, never wonder, as an American, I always appeal to me, if the communists had the greatest utopia on earth, why have armed guards making sure nobody leaves? If it's utopia, no one will want to leave, right? So why would you not let anybody out? Never had that cash? I think Ronald Reagan had that cash also, and others before him and after him. It's a bit of a pella. So they answered that, no, it's just that we don't want people to be brainwashed. If they go, they'll realize it's taka horrible out there, and then they'll have trouble getting back. The airport might be crowded. You never know what's going to happen. 
which is patently ridiculous. What, do you have a better answer? They had psychologists in Russia who convinced people to have this disease? Okay, uh-huh. You could also go to Siberia if you have those delusions of freedom also, right? They injected people Yeah, as I said, you can't make this stuff up. I don't want to, I don't know if I want to say, I don't want to compare Yerob Menavot to the communist. Yerob Menavot was I'm not trying to defend him, but that's what's going on over here. He said, he had to build a whole program I don't understand what's going on here. They were from when they started. And they, were, they were still Jewish, not Jewish tribes. They said, like, what'd you do? Where's the Avedo? It's all over there. So he didn't want to go because he's going to lose his covet when he has to stand in the Azara and Rechavim sitting. And then he's going to lose his head because he's officially a Marvah Malchus. So he had to do something quick, which he didn't, because Navi promised him you'll be fine. That was the tragedy of the whole thing. And he made up a whole new religion. He said, no, no, that's not the central place over there. This is utopia, and don't bother going there. And to make sure you don't get this psychological disease that you want to go to Yushalayim, we're going to make sure we have armed guards making sure you can't go. And that went on for a long, long time until now. So that's why Chizkiel is sending such a strong message. He said, don't be stiff-necked and don't be stubborn. And then he says this line. He says, come to the Mikdash, Asher Hiktish Lielam. He says, I have news for you. The base of Mikdash is here. It's the only one that has Kedusha Lielam and never lost the Kedusha. And it's still here. As opposed to everything they've been told until now, that that was the base of Mikdash a long time ago. And that was a nice piece of history, but it doesn't have any Kedusha anymore. That's why he said this, this expression. That was, a, that was a pointed remark uh, to remind them where the base of Mikdash is. Vivdus Hashem Elokechem Vyashov Mikem Haroin Apoi. And if you're feeling like Hashem is angry with you and the Gullus is starting and your kingdom is crumbling, you're not imagining things. And if you come here and do tshuva, you won't have this Haroin Af. Kibashuvchem Al Hashem Achechem Benechem Larachem Lufne Shavem Lashuv Laritz Azais. If you do tshuva, it's not too late. Ki chanun v'rachum Hashem alokeicham Hashem alavrachamim v'lo yaser panemikem im tashuvu. Next page. A love. So this is a Shabbos uh, shuvah drasha you haven't heard in a while. This is uh, as powerful as it gets. And the yechidim who took him up on it realized that he didn't have an agenda and he meant l'shem shemayim because he cared about them. And the masses were too proud. You have to understand. Coming. Back to Shalim after a message like this basically is not only doing tshuva, it's admitting you were wrong all these decades and decades and decades. That's a very difficult thing to do. It's a, a, a national program. It's not like you could do tshuva in a quiet room and no one's going to know what you did wrong. It's the Ashwasa Shvatim admitting that they went way off and the whole program was incorrect. Probably, but there were Navim and the Fatim of international fame like Elio and Alicia who for decades and decades and decades told them they're all doing Avodah Zarah and they're doing the wrong thing, you should do tshuva. And had they done tshuva then, they would have naturally gone back. And it didn't work. So besides the Yechidim who smuggled themselves through past the guards, there will be a nice amount of people, could have been 5,000, 10,000, 50,000, but it wasn't a million. And that's going to be the issue. Take a look at Rashi on page 6, the page before. Rashi explains what the reference over here is of the passage we just read. So 
So what does Chizkiyahu Melech mean? Most of them didn't go into Gullahs yet. So Rashi deals with that. Even though most of them didn't go, Karelahem Pleitas. Pleitas means the Sharis Pleitas, those who are left over. It looked like basically they were about to go and they were in Gullahs, even in their land. Done so much damage during the time of Ochaz, Ochaz Melch Yehuda. It done so much damage in Yehuda and in more so in the Yisrael Shvatim. Mashabenem ki ilu galu ufi ki vav shanim ha Yisrael Melch Asher avodim neisem mitcha. They were already paying tax and paying tribute to Melch Asher. Basically, Asher was ruling the land, even though they were still there, for the most part, doing whatever he wanted. There already had been a previous wave of exile. And they knew good and well that as soon as they would rebel, which Hosea, by the way, will do, out of his Jewish pride, even though he didn't ask any Shailahs and he's going to lose, but they knew as soon as they rebelled, Asher's coming with greater armies and he's going to send the rest of them out. And he said, join over here, the Plata, because we also suffered from them, but we're still basically intact. And therefore, join us, because you guys basically, even if you didn't leave yet, are finished. And on the uh, military physical side of things for their own autonomy, besides the chuva pitch, this was a powerful message. On that positive note, we're going to go to the Pelagayets, and we'll see you next week who answers the call. We are on page Ayin Aleph in Bacher, the last two paragraphs. Speaking of tshuva, the earlier you do it, the easier it is. The first 95 years or so, it's relatively easy. Hashem will accept tshuva till the person's last breath. Whenever I say that, some people find that unfair. It says, I uh, went out of my way to do tshuva when I was young and uh, could have had a good time. That's ridiculous. You wouldn't have had a good time. That's mistake number one. You always think that uh, if you don't do tshuva, you'll have a good time. If you haven't learned from now that that's not having a good time and that you're not really enjoying yourself, so then that's part of the lack of tshuva process. Number one. Number two, the more entrenched you get in Avera Rahman, the harder it is to do tshuva. And there's a reason why most very old people, the older you are, the harder it is to do tshuva. Somebody on the deathbed, you think, like, what do they have to lose? Why not? The answer is, per what we just discussed in the Navi, if you do tshuva when you're 109 in a hospital, you have to sort of admit the first 108 years didn't go too well. That's very difficult. The whole life was a mistake. So you say, no, no, that's tshuva. If you do tshuva now, it changes everything. Tshuva ma'ava changes into mitzvahs. Tshuva ma'ir just erases them, which is also gavaldic. Uh, why not? What do you have to lose? The answer is it's very hard to admit. I told him the story here once. My uncle told me the story. I heard it from him. He was the Baal Dover involved. He had a, an employee in his business. And uh, the guy, speaking of Russia, grew up, and we don't blame He grew up in communist Russia. He was a medic in the Russian army during the war. And uh, I met the guy once. I had to like, go to the mikveh afterwards, after the conversation. I'm like... It was so jarring. I never met... You read about this. I never met... He was an older man. I was young. He was very old. And I, you know, I once visited my uncle in his office, and he was there, sitting behind his desk, and uh, he took special delight in talking to Yeshiva Bacharim 
and to spew all his kfirah, because he was once probably in cheder, and he was, because he, uh, he remembered how to say brochus, even though he took it. I never saw firsthand, like, the real masculine the communist, like he had an axe to grind. He wasn't just passive in his uh, being not yet from. And uh, look, I can't judge people. He went through the war, and he was telling me the communists, uh, he drank the Kool-Aid also. He told me the communists, not for them, I wouldn't have been a medic in the army, I wouldn't have, uh, wouldn't have survived, and uh, they gave me an education, and uh, I wanted to ask him, but I was like 60 years his junior, so I tried not to, I was trying to get out of there as quickly as possible. Conversation was pretty one-sided. I, what I wanted to ask him was, uh, why are you here in America? Why don't you fly back there? But I knew the answer. It wasn't America, it was Canada. It was actually in Toronto. Uh, I knew the answer. The answer was um, here he was free and he had a better job than being a medic in the Russian army. Can you imagine something better than being a medic in the Russian army? It's hard to imagine, but uh, he had quite a well-paying executive salary. And so I didn't ask the question, even though the answer was obvious. The Kitzer, shortly afterwards, he, he was old when I saw him, and within a year or two, my uncle uh, told me, he said, it was so depressing. He said, I went to see, what's his name, in the, uh, in the hospital. I said, oh, he's sick? He said, yeah, he's very sick. I went to see him, and I walked in, and I said, uh, well, uh, we'll call him Joe. I don't want to say his real name because I already gave him our welcome of the city. So somebody out there listening can figure it out maybe. Um, so he walked in. He said, Joe, we'll call him Chaim. It even sounds better. He says, Chaim, uh, why don't you, you know, you're in the hospital. It doesn't, you know, hopefully you'll have a foolish flame. But just in case, why not do tshuva? He was fully coherent. He looked at him. He said, Meyer, he says, I know what you're thinking. I'm going to do tshuva and you're going to get the schar for being the car of me. Not on my places. You couldn't make that up. I mean, it's, it's like a bad, it's like a nightmare, not a bad dream. Tafka, like, he's not going to do tshuva. You would say he doesn't want to do tshuva, he doesn't want to do tshuva. No, no, he doesn't want to give him any schar. <laughs> so I told him, I said, that's sort of good news. He sort of was mighty he believes in schar, he just doesn't like you. He doesn't want to give you, he doesn't give you the satisfaction you were makar of him. Maybe yeah, maybe not. But, like, why not on the chance? Like, why not? I think he did chew, he just didn't want to give him the satisfaction. That's what I think. But uh, that's also a uh, sort of a vicious. Why? The answer is you got to turn around in the other 90 years. you got to, like, what, I made a mistake in all 90 years? You mean communism isn't real? It's all not true? The answer is yes. So that's the pitch she's trying to make. So the Pell Yates is now going to try to convince us, do this when you're young. Uh, the Yates of her will uh, get less in your way. Second to last paragraph in the piece. He says, if you do tshuva, the previous paragraphs we had discussed, if you do tshuva when you're young, you get on a proper derech. Uh, it's easier to reinforce it, to change and reinforce it when you're young in a positive way. And focus on the right things. The younger you are, the more ingrained it gets in a positive way. Unfortunately, many youth, even his, many of the youth, even in his time, they encourage each other, unfortunately. Have a good time. Eat, drink, and be merry. The only young ones. So why don't we hang out, make some friends, have a few good drinks, 
let's go dancing, let's go, you know, they had these problems with some of the youth then also, and said, you're only young ones. And unfortunately, they don't realize, not only is this horrible for, this, for the neshama, it's not good for their physical body either. All these physical pleasures don't do much for you in this world. They don't bring you happiness. When you're into this, you can't focus on your ruchnius. Even if you're doing nothing wrong, you're just out, you wake up in the morning to have a good time. You're not going to be too focused on getting up on time and davening and learning. If your eyes are open and you're not fooling yourself, you'll understand that uh, these friends that are doing it, forget the Elam Haba, are not really having a good time by Elam Haza either. Lachain. Chaznish uh, once walked into uh, Beis Medrash, he saw some Bacharim uh, shmuzing, and he told them, he said, if you would begin to understand the Tanuge Elam Hazeh of learning a few hours straight without any batala, you wouldn't be shmuzing. Interesting way to give Musa. He didn't talk about Bittu Elam Haba, the Harids of Bittu He says, you, you Bacharim are missing out in the sweetest Tanuge of Elam Hazeh. The difference between Merchayin Shmulev, it's 12 and 12 doesn't equal 24. If you learn for a few hours straight instead of learning for an hour and then talking, you'd have a much better Ilam Hazer. And anybody who's ever learned in a very uh, strong way uh, understands what that means. The Yitzhar starts telling you what a good time you can have. Don't listen. To Again, you can always do tshuva, even in old age, but the earlier you get it down pat, the better it's going to be for your career in Ruchnius and your life in Gashmius. So when you say this to the youth, they say, well... Um, Maybe you forgot what it means to be young and uh, Yetzirah is too powerful, but it's not true because Zulu Mazu, Akash Baruch gives them more kayach in a physical way and in backbone to be able to counteract it. And again, it's never too late, but the earlier the better. Mitzvah Shem will continue next week.